Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. Hello and welcome to the MES Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Reagan, joined by John, and today we've got both basketball and NFL news. Let's start with the NFL news, and then we'll dive into basketball, talk some playoff stuff. Uh, Justin Fields has been in talks for trading, which doesn't make sense to anybody, I don't think, but is it true that he'll be leaving, or will he be staying in Chicago? Yeah, the rumors were circulating throughout the time we've been talking, uh, and yesterday i want to say it was uh the gm basically said as of now justin fields will be our starting quarterback which makes the most sense and that they'll look to be trading their number one overall draft choice which is a interesting because i think they should keep their number one draft choice uh, i get there's a ton of upside to trading and be trading it because i think a ton of teams are interested in the number one draft choice the colts want to get bryce young they're willing to trade up and get him um, the Texans, I think, have also been in the talks of one of the number one pick. So there's a lot of teams in that running. But if you're the Chicago Bears, you could also see the upside of being able to draft a defensive guy, a defensive pass rusher that can fix the defense that you've destroyed because you got rid of Cleo Mack, you got rid of everyone. Everyone possible that you had any anyone good, you basically said, here, go to a different team and we'll just keep Justin Fields and then you're like, let's just trade Justin Fields. So I think, you know, you got Justin Fields, and you're going to build around him. Um, you could trade the number one pick, or you could keep your number one pick and invest in a good draft choice, or you could do option number three, which is trade your first overall draft choice for later picks and even a defensive player. Do something of that uh, of that type, because you can't, even if you traded Justin Fields and you went for another quarterback, A, it's almost impossible to pick a good quarterback up in the draft. We've seen that countless times with quarterbacks flopping uh, after teams trade up to get him, and then teams that they bypass the quarterback uh, are now struggling. We saw Patrick Holmes get passed up, and he went to the Chiefs, and they, someone, they wanted a different quarterback. I can't remember who they actually ended up going with, but players get passed up all the time. They're actually the players you want to keep. So you're gambling by, A, getting rid of Justin Fields because you know he has success in the NFL. Plus, he could burn you in the Super Bowl if you end up getting there at some point, and he goes to a team that's successful. Um, but at the same time, I mean, there's every position I think other than quarterback and running back need fixing everything. Uh, and that number one pick, yeah, you can turn it into a lot of other picks later in the first round, second round, obviously, but you also can get the top pick. You can decide who you want. There's no competition for it. Uh, and you can, maybe even if you wanted to, and you're not fully bought into Justin Fields and you might want something else. You could also pick another quarterback, right? Now, I don't know if you would do that, but if you're that not sure about Justin Fields and you're not sure if he's their future, you could also do that. Um, but in all reality, I think, you know, the teams that you'll probably see circulating for that number one pick because they want to do it before, uh, during the off season, uh, it, it, you know, the Texans, like I said, because they've kind of played their hand a little too early in that front and said that they wanted to draft Bryce Young. So you know who they're going to go with. You know they're desiring to draft him because of how much they've been talking about it. Um, so you could probably get a good deal from them. But the biggest thing out of that whole thing is it sounds like Justin Fields will stay in Chicago, which is the exact right move, as long as you get him pieces around him. Because if you don't, then you're going to have the other issue that comes down the road of 
can we sign him? Does he even want to sign? Does he want to stay? Is he going to go somewhere else? Are we going to get into a situation where we're getting you know, splitting hairs over a dollar amount? And does he want to even be on our roster because we have done nothing to help him? Uh, and he might walk at that point. And at that point, now you're definitely screwed because now you don't have a defense offense and you don't have a quarterback. That's probably the biggest deal at this point. So I think, you know, getting him pieces is way more important than trying to value trade, trading this draft choice away. Unless, of course, you can get better draft choices and some guys in return. But like I said, and like you said, it's, it doesn't make sense why they'd even keep him open in trade talks. He's the best player you've got. And if you trade him somewhere else, he can definitely have success in that offense. So I think it's smart that they keep him. Obviously, like I said, the quote I read was that he said, um, as of now, that is his plan to keep Justin Fields in as his number one quarterback, plans can change if a good enough deal comes along. We've seen that all the time with GMs and uh, you know sending guys away. But as of now, it seems like Justin Fields will take the first snap under center as the starting quarterback. All right, let's switch over to basketball. Uh, let's talk about the West playoff picture and where the Trailblazers will fit into that because I know you wanted to talk about them. Yeah, they sit at 11 right now. And obviously the play-in tournament, the top 10 teams make it in. There's like, I want to say 21 or so games left in the entire season, so there's not much time left. Um, but the fascinating thing is the Trailblazers sit at 11 with 29-32 record. The uh, the Lakers sit at 29-33 record, and OKC sits at 28-33 record. And that's just to get the top 11th spot. But then newer, uh, the Pelicans sit at 30-32. and 32. Utah Jazz 31 and 32, Minnesota at 32 and 32, and then Dallas at 32, 31. And then the Clippers, of course, sitting at 33 and 31. I mean, like, you, no team is running away. Hey, there's no team running away other than the Nuggets with the, uh, with the West. Everyone's kind of sitting right on top of each other. I saw what the Clippers did when they got into that shootout, like we'll talk about in a bit, with the, with the Kings and got the second highest scoring game in history, I want to say it was, just kind of battling back and forth, back and forth, which was... I watched it again. ton of fun to watch. But with the, the Trailblazers, even though Damien got that 71-point game and, you know, is, is on fire, and I think Thibel is going uh, to be really helpful for them defensively, they just don't seem to be clicking right now. And obviously, Simons is injured, so he hasn't been able to play the last few games. Um, they all I feel like all the offense runs through Damien, but he's not going to be able to keep the entire team on his back and force him into into playoff contention he needs help from other guys um they're a very young group of guys they're trying to put together some pieces around him i think defensively they thibault is probably the best uh addition they had because of his ability to do you know blocks he's had a lot of blocks at the time he's been in in a trailblazer's uniform so that's all great but besides grant i most of these guys are not shooting the ball well and we saw that during the golden state warriors game yesterday where they got a bunch of free throws but then after the first half, they just not, the shooting just dried up, and the defense dried up because there's not that many defensive pieces for them. So I mean, personally, even though I am a Trailblazers fan, have been for a while, I'd prefer to see them in there, but I just I don't see it happening for them this year. Not until they figure out you know how to build around um, damn time correctly. They can't just they need to have a lot of good shooters. They've got two great shooters in Simons and and Dame Time. Those are the two best guys they've got. Then they added some defensive pieces, a, a mid a good mid range shooter. But they need to add enough, I guess, more veteran talent and attached to it to be able to get to the right direction. But it needs to be strategic in who you're who you're collecting. I still don't understand why they say, traded CJ McCollum to the to the Pelicans. That still doesn't make sense to me. Um, 
I think he could have done a lot of good for this franchise and where they're going. But I think, you know, when you look at it now, obviously the Lakers are in an odd situation because they are trying to figure out uh, their team and, and trying to start winning basketball games. But Anthony Davis won't be playing tonight, which kind of everyone thinks this is kind of the game that will decide their season. Plus, um, LeBron James is injured for the next two to three weeks. So basically, he's out for the rest of the season as there's not a whole lot of time left. So, I mean, the Trailblazers will probably hold on to that 11th spot. Tonight will be a pretty pivotal game for them as far as where things are headed because uh, they are playing the Pelicans, and the winner of that game, well, they'll be tied. I don't know what their head-to-head record, head-to-head record is if they're able to overtake them or whatnot, but uh, that game is kind of important for the Trailblazers, but they're going to need more help from other pieces around him besides Damien because he's going to get tired eventually, and you don't want to overuse him. Now, when will Simon, uh, Simon's come back? That's going to depend a lot. On, you know the injury but that's always going to help them be able to make that final push but i just thought it was fascinating how close everything is uh in the in the west and you know how no team is you know running away with anything sacramento it's incredible how they're number three it, forever they weren't any good no one ever talked to Sac- about sacramento and then all of a sudden they're number three but the other big piece of news that's coming out about out of the west is kevin durant making his debut as a son uh, which is going to kind of depend on Will the Suns be able to make a really big push to the point where they can start, um, where they can you know try to take over the West? Now, obviously, they've got a little bit of work to do, sitting at thirty-three and twenty-nine, while the the Nuggets are sitting at forty-four and nineteen. So they're gonna have to win a lot of basketball games. But I'm excited to see what this Devin Booker, um, KD, Aiton matchup looks like, and how they're gonna look after they gave away a ton to get Kevin Durant. Is he gonna give that upside to them, and and can he start winning basketball games for them? Well, We'll see tonight as he comes out from injury, and I'm excited to see what happens there. We'll talk about that um, on on Friday when that game concludes. All right, cool. Let's dive a little bit deeper into the Clippers um, and where you think they're going to sit. Yeah, I think one of the reasons I want to talk to them about them is because of that game that they had a few nights ago um, against the uh, against the Kings, where they got into that huge shootout with them, and threes were just getting knocked down all the time, and. They played, I think it was like 174 to 175. I think it was a final score in trip or in double overtime, highest scoring, you know, basketball game, or second highest scoring basketball game. Played really well. Um, I thought they. I haven't seen a whole lot of the Clippers, but I wanted to watch a little of them, especially as Russell Westbrook came back and Paul George coming back and Kawhi Leonard is. They're all playing together now, um, and you know where they're at. If they're going to make a good run for themselves, how they're going to be able to play. Watched the game, expected like a shootout, like I said. Instead, what you got was you saw who the Kings were. I'm going to watch more of them down the road, but you saw them as more of this team that drives inside and tries to get the dunks and tries to just dominate you in the paint uh, and then uses threes to supplement that while the, the Clippers were way more of pass the ball and try to get the open three. That's really where they made their money, and that's why they were able to go on runs where they had a big lead for themselves. The problem also lied in they were very sloppy. Uh, they were very sloppy with the ball, did a lot of turnovers to the Kings, and didn't allow themselves to keep those leads. And the Kings made short work of coming right back into the ball game and getting into overtime, even though this game probably should have been an easy Clippers victory, um, just based off how well they were shooting the ball. Um, but because they were their inability to guard inside the paint, that really was their issue. And then I went and watched the 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 Clippers play the Nuggets because I was interested to see, you know, is are these things still accurate? Are they still struggling with Garden side? Are they still have knocked down the three? Are they still the same team? And they're very much the same team. Uh, they're on a three-game slide right now with the Kings, the Nuggets, and I 
uh, I think it was the Timberwolves yesterday who they lost in a row to. And I think it's their inability to guard inside the paint. I mean, it gets in that Nuggets game. I didn't even have to watch the full game before I understood exactly what was going on with this team where uh, uh, the Joker just, you know, I'm just going to walk inside the paint and roll it in. And I'm just going to walk in the paint and roll it in again. I'm just going to dominate inside, dominate inside. And then the Clippers tried to shoot the ball from three. And they were cold for a large stretch of time. Then finally got a little bit going. But they, by that time, they were in a very deep hole and really couldn't get themselves out of it. Um, what that means for them, though, in their playoff race, which they sit at the sixth spot, sitting at 33 and 31, with Dallas, Minnesota, and Utah all within striking distance of them, but with Dallas and, and the Timberwolves sitting at the mo- within the most striking distance of them, is that they're going to have to find out a way to stop teams from rolling inside uh, and prohibit them from doing so. Because if you cannot do that, then teams that are in the West in particular with Kevin Durant in your, in your league and uh, Sabonis with the Kings and uh, the Joker with the Nuggets, like you're, these teams that you're going to be battling against are going to be teams that are going to feast inside and they're going to be using the pain. That's really where they're going to dominate. And they haven't really shown anything from that. The other thing I would say is they're really good when they pass the ball and they, and they try to look for the open guy. Unfortunately, in that Kings game, we saw a little bit of that, and that's when they were really hot and really good from deep. But at times, Kawhi or Paul George just wanted to get the shot for themselves and didn't really pass the ball around enough, and it started to cause some issues for them. They really couldn't find their uh, their footing exactly, and it ended up being kind of a little bit costly for them. The other thing that's also bad for the Clippers is they went ahead and got rid of Reggie Jackson, um, who was the guy that was really – Helped him out a couple of years ago. Maybe it was last year when they were on that, going on that playoff run and starting to dominate. So I think that, you know this Clippers team needs to be you know be careful with where they're going uh, in order to have success down the stretch. But like I said, the West is a very interesting place that's heating up. So it'll be interesting to see you know if they're able to you know stop stop this this slide or not. But as of now, this Clippers team has a lot of work to do, and I don't know if Russell Westbrook's the answer. It does not seem so, as most of the teams he's played with. He's more of the assister than anything else, and they need to let him do that. And the ball needs to be moving as much as possible to have the most success as possible. But this West is going to be the most fun thing to watch down the stretch. Now. All right. Yep. It'll be interesting to see what happens. And we'll be watching that as it comes to the regular season comes to a close and we start watching the play-in tournament. All right. I think that's all we got for today. And we'll be back on uh, Friday. Friday. Yeah. Yep. See ya. God bless you.